Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 3rd of December and this is Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar, day three of 24 daily podcasts to take you right up to Christmas Eve as I look to see if it's possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I used to back when I was growing up. If I'm to pinpoint the disconnect, the moment Christmas changed for me, it would be Christmas 91. That was an important year for me, a dull year when I think about it. I'd been published for the first time. I'd quit my second college. My parents had divorced and my dad had made the curious decision to move to a bedsit downstairs from us. I've explained the layout of the bedsit in my first couple of podcasts. Nothing was self-contained. We had to leave the bedsit to get to the loo, which was two floors down. This, it was never an easy thing to explain to visitors or the girlfriends that were to come. There was one girlfriend in the late 90s who, by the time she came round for the first time, was still oblivious how we lived. I found it very difficult at the time to to tell people about Mayflower. She tried to make out it didn't matter to her once I confessed, but I could see when I began drawing her a map of how to reach our loo and handed her a loo roll that she was struggling with it. It would only get worse. I was never the best at drawing. My map confused her. Instead of opening the toilet door, she opened the door to one of my dad's two rooms. My dad always left his rooms unlocked if he was in. And she found him painting in his kitchen in just a pair of tiny shorts. I doubt if there have been too many women in the UK post-1960 maybe who have first encountered their prospective father-in-laws in such a way. My dad tried to sell his moving just downstairs rather than away from Mayflower and thus denying my mum the chance to rebuild her life by explaining it in a rather unusual way. He pointed out that by him remaining in the building and taking the vacant bedsit, the toilet facilities would thus be shared by 12 people rather than 13. And therefore, by staying at Mayflower, he was reducing the risk of the family picking up any toilet-related infections. So there was that. But more importantly, in terms of its impact on Christmas and what it had always been to me, there was also the loss of a classmate, a girl, Spanish. Her name was Mercedes. Her closest friends called her Maria, but I'd always known her by the name she went by at the consulate Spanish school in Stockwell, which my dad had made me attend, and where Mercedes and I had been in the same class for almost a decade. I wasn't close to Mercedes, but we got on, and as we got to 16, 17, we briefly moved around in the same social circle as a result of having a couple of mutual friends. I remember two things very clearly about her. She always, always had very long hair, and she had an incredibly long tongue. She used to do this thing in class where she would touch the end of her nose with her tongue. That was her party trick. That summer, Uh, The summer of 91, another friend who had also been in our class at the Spanish consulate school mentioned he'd seen Mercedes at the store where he worked on Saturdays and that she was wearing a headscarf. She told him she'd been feeling a little unwell, but that was it. Neither of us thought anything of it. By then, I hadn't seen Mercedes for about 18 months. 
Some months later, just a couple of weeks before Christmas 91, I was lying on my fold-up bed one Sunday night, having just completed the second of my 11 years on the Z-bed, having tired of sleeping in the same room as the rest of my family. You know, when the body hair begins to arrive belatedly, you can't be in the same room as your parents. They didn't understand that. I was drinking, I'd been smoking, I'd even started shaving. I think it was the right decision. So I was on my Z-bed when my mum came home from a night out at her Spanish club on South Lambeth Road, a hard water area I would years later come to love rather deeply, and told me that a girl I knew from my Spanish consulate school days had died from leukaemia. It was Mercedes. Suddenly the headscarf that my friend had seen Mercedes wearing fell into place. Christmas suddenly changed that night for me. I'm not claiming this loss as mine, let me be clear about that. I had three or four friends that were far closer to her than I was. I've known people die before, family, but never someone my own age. This was different. It hurt me in a way I didn't understand. I couldn't stop thinking about Mercedes and how her family would be feeling. Her death coming when it did was the first thing to make me think about what Christmas was really about. It not so much pricked my Christmas bubble as smashed it and pushed me closer to my dad and his near total shutting out of Christmas. I think my sense of loss was disproportionate to the place she had in my life. Maybe maybe if it had happened in any other part of the year, the impact would have been less significant. But it was Christmas, and Christmas for me was never the same again. Every day I'm opening the door to my advent calendar, much like I did in the old days. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. Today's picture, I think, is from Boxing Day 93 at Mayflower. I think I can timestamp it fairly accurately because that was the year I got into Guinness back in my pre-teetotal days. That's my cousin with me on the left. We were inseparable as kids. He's my aunt's youngest, a few months older than me, and uh, he'd lived at 48 Mayflower before we did. That hoodie that you can see him wearing, I have pictures from three different Christmases, 92 through to 94, and he's wearing the same hoodie in each of those pictures. He's like an action doll. Uh, Meantime, the partially visible figure on the right may well be my mum. Behind us, you can see the Ascot water heater that blew up within a week of being installed in Mayflower's Age of Enlightenment that came in the winter of 89. Our landlord refused to have it removed, and its presence for the next 11 years was entirely ceremonial. The wearing of hats from Christmas crackers uh, causes me much anguish every year. I was a forceps delivery. My childhood nickname given to me by my mum was Gabetha Grande, and my cousin soon translated it, and I became big head to everyone. Every Christmas, to this day, someone in my family will sneak along a tape measure to the Christmas meal and claim they found it in a cracker. Bearing in mind my aunt buys her crackers from Iceland, I think that's highly unlikely. Before I even get to dessert, one of my cousins will have wrapped the tape around my head, and someone will log the measurements of everyone's skull like a head might have increased in size in the last 12 months. They revel in me putting a Christmas hat on. The whole table watches. 
Normally, if it does fit, someone will attempt to push it further down my head until it tears, and then everyone laughs and claims, you know, the, the hats are too small for my head. There's no tear in the hat you see in this old Christmas picture. What is visible, if you look carefully, is my centre part in, which I've been wearing since the spring of 86. I'll admit it, hats are a problem. Even ahead of this series, I hooked up with Holdfast Network overlord Jack McEnroy in Camberwell one evening and we toyed with the idea of me wearing a Christmas hat for the show image. We went into the 99p store. I tried on a variety of Christmas hats. None fitted. I felt I had no option but to give Jack the whole backstory on me and hats. The forceps delivery. I tried to keep it light. Jack hadn't asked for the backstory. I just felt I needed to give it in case he was wondering what the deal was with the hats. He could well have been thinking, my god, none of the hats fit this guy's massive head. He might have told his friends, we got this guy doing a show for us, massive head. We went to the 99p store to try on hats. I'm telling you, not one fitted him. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's advent calendar is a Hold Fast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.